With backgrounds in therapy and personal training, Jennifer Herman and Scott Quinnell combine the realms of mental health and fitness to improve your mind and wellness. holiday season and just a couple segments ago we were talking about preparing for the holidays and letting go of something if you're feeling overwhelmed and it got me to thinking about the topic of perfectionism and I thought that might be a good topic right yeah I mean especially around the holiday season mm-hmm yeah and and then I got to uh, I found a, I stumbled upon an article and It said that over 40,000 college students in this particular study between Americans, uh, British, and Canadian college students between the ages of 18 and 25 um, found themselves struggling with what they call multidimensional perfectionism. What is multidimensional perfectionism? Well, it is driven by unrealistically high expectations in many things in their lives. Okay, so could it range from like uh, schoolwork to, well, I guess work work? And then, well, since we're talking about holidays, like organization and decor, one would say. <laughs> right. And these, these unrealistic unrealistic pressures that people put themselves on. And the article went on to delineate the difference between the importance of excellence versus perfectionism. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But if we can get to a point of excellence and get ourselves away from perfectionism, I think we will be much happier. So what exactly is the difference between excellence and perfectionism? So to me, excellence is, you know, putting your heart and soul into something, you know, investing time and delivering a really good product or um, performing really well. Putting a lot of effort into something. Mm -hmm. But you're not obsessing and you're not compulsive about it to the point where it's detrimental to your health and overall well-being, which is where that perfectionism then changes over. Okay, I got you. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you have your time and place for excellence, and it's something that you work on, but, you know, when that time passes and you kind of get that time to yourself, your mindset kind of goes to being on your own, but whereas perfectionism, it's like 24-7. Right. And if you can get your mindset into, like, let's say you get 100% on an exam or you, as an athlete, you perform extremely well and you can say, that's excellent. You can say, yeah, you, you did it. But when you use the word and in your mind and your mindset is it has to be perfect, there's a connotation to that. There's a negative connotation to that of this exceedingly high, like an illusion that you have to excel at this extreme level all the time. There is no room for error. And for excellence, you can achieve that, but there ha- doesn't have to be that 
all the time because perfect means all the time, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Perfect is not no nobody's perfect. And, you know, we learn that from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And when somebody strives to attain perfectionism, that creates stress and anxiety in their life. And it can then create and lead into what I just said, these compulsive and obsessive tendencies. And that leads into the generalized anxiety disorders that people can have. Sure. Yeah. What exactly is the difference between obsessive and compulsive? So obsessive is the thoughts about a task or a goal. And then the compulsive component to it is the practicing and the doing of it. So let's think about an athlete. The athlete is pre, they're they're consumed with the thought of, I need to be achieving, I need to be the best at my position. And the compulsive part of it is that the athlete is spending an excessive amount of time practicing compared to another athlete. Yeah, they're kind of just obsessing over practicing more and more and more and more. Yes, exactly. So some people are curious to know if perfectionism is um, genetic or if it's environmental. And in the Journal of Psychiatry Research in 2015, they published a study that involved 258 pairs of adolescent twins. And what they found was is that it is more environmentally influenced than genetics. Interesting. So, well, it really, and and it actually goes back to more childhood rearing, the message that you take from your family and um, the messages that your parents are actually rearing you with. It kind of just shows that a lot of the things in our life are just a product of our environment. Mm -hmm. Just from when we were raised and, you know, not even knowing, not necessarily right and wrong, but you know, other paths that we could take. It, it totally makes sense. But then that also shows where there are going to be kids that are very driven and their parents are going to say, this isn't, um, I, you know, this isn't my doing. And then that can be more of the genetic influence, not so much of where their parents, um, how they reared them. But it also could be picked up from some of the subtle messages that parents might not have overtly shared with them, or even external other influences, mentors, you know, sports. And this day and age, like YouTube. Right. What other things that kids are picking up? And then um, that's the forming and shaping them. And then they're feeling this pressure to be performing at, at this exceedingly high excellence slash perfectionism. Right. And there are different types of perfectionism, right? Yeah, there's actually three types. So the self-orientated perfectionism is the it's internally motivated. And these are the typically these are the individuals that have higher levels of productivity. Their careers are very successful. Um, they're very conscientious people. The other orientated perfectionists, these individuals expect other people to be perfect. 
So they may have difficulties delegating tasks to others. And other people may see these people as being very critical and judgmental. And then the third type is socially prescribed perfectionists. And these people are externally motivated. And this is the group that is of most concern because they have the highest risk of anxiety and depression because they're um, driven by external forces. So their perception of how other people see them, if their performance is, is it good enough and how they're going to be perceived, if they're going to be failures, then that can lead them to suicide attempts because they feel like they've let themselves down, let other people down. And so from that, there's the adaptive perfectionism and maladaptive perfectionism. So people who have adaptive perfectionism, they have it under control and they can uh, attune to their, um, the, the expectations of each situation and it's not clinically impairing to them. They, they can make a situation happen for them. Okay, I got you. So they can kind of, yeah, like you said, they can adapt. Mm-hmm. Whereas the maladaptive, it, they can't. Their self-esteem is really tied into it. They have really unrealistic expectations of themselves, and it's really debilitating for them. I mean, they almost get to the point where they're so stuck that they can't even sometimes even perform, like begin to study for a test, take a test, because they are, they're blocked. Yeah, they're just so under the pressure of like, I have to nail this, mm-hmm. that they can't even move on to the step of practicing or, you know, whatever you're studying, doing the homework, doing the assignments, actually studying for that test. Right. So their self-esteem is going to probably be low, whereas the adaptive perfectionist is going to have more of a healthy self-esteem. Hey, really quick. If you've listened to the show before, you probably know about our sponsor, Midwest Center for Personal and Family Development. Midwest is an outpatient mental health clinic in the Twin Cities area that specializes in anxiety treatment, child's therapy, couples counseling, and trauma therapy. But of course, they provide several other types of service. So if you or a loved one is searching for help, they are accepting in-person or online appointments right now. You can visit them at MidwestCenter4U.com or call them at 651-647-1900. All right, let's get back to the show. So then how do you overcome perfectionism? And uh, before we start on that, I wanted to share uh, with you something that a writer, Erin Daughtry, wrote. And she said in her article, one thing you need to know to overcome perfectionism. And she says, surrender. When you surrender to the moment to change to this imperfectionism, you allow the seeds of excellence to grow. And we were just talking about, you know, shifting your mindset to excellence versus this perfectionism. She says, excellence is that drive towards raising ourselves up to our own highest good, thereby allowing our unique gifts, talents, and personalities to benefit the highest good of all. Excellence, unlike perfectionism, is about loving, pushing ourselves to act, think, relate, and create from the highest part of ourselves. Perfectionism is about trying to control the outcome 
in order to receive love and acceptance. It's all about fear. Surrender is about accepting where we are at any moment, knowing that we are at work in progress. Love and surrender gently tug us toward our own centers and ultimately to the center of the universe, which only knows love. Surrender also invites self-forgiveness and act all perfectionists need to practice daily. That is really well written. Isn't it? I had to share it with all our listeners because I couldn't have said it any better. That text honestly could sum up this whole episode, obviously, without the steps to overcome, which we are about to talk about. Exactly. It really helps us to think about shifting the mindset from perfectionism to a state of excellence because the perfectionism is... I don't know, it's it's more of like, I don't want to say shame-based, but it's it's putting us in um, an unrealistic expectation where you only are setting yourself up to failure, whereas excellence is a drive toward improvement to your highest achievement ability. So how do you overcome perfectionism? What kind of tasks can you do? So evaluate your standards. How do other people do it? So if you're studying for a test with your cohorts, how are they doing it? Comparing yourself to them. This is a good time where you do want to compare right, yourself, yeah. right? Um, as well as, you know, an athlete, you know, if um, how are your, uh, you know, your other peers doing it? Because, you know, there's something to be said that maybe you're investing too much into something. Right. And exactly. And a lot of the those like, uh, you know, Smart people that want to just get better overall, they, I mean, especially coming from like the fitness industry, they sometimes invest in a coach. If they don't believe they can do it themselves or they need a little bit more guidance uh, rather than just like focusing on the goal and try to map out how everybody else does it, you know, investing in yourself and in a coach is not a bad move. And honestly, that's probably a lot of, like a lot of times that's how some people do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, another one is the 80-20 rule, investing 80% in something and letting the other 20% go. Ooh, I never even heard of that. Oh, you have not? No, I've never heard oh of that. Oh my gosh, where have you been? I know, right? <laughs> I've heard of an 80-20 rule before, but it was like, it involved like nutrition before. Uh, well, it's probably popular across many mediums right? and platforms, right? Everything's connected. Yep. The hypothesis testing is trying to relax your standards a bit. Where your your worst fears are realized, pulling back a little bit. So what's the worst case scenario? You know, so if you didn't do this, if you didn't practice 20 hours, if you didn't study for 20 hours, if you didn't meet this deadline by this date, whatever could be, what is the worst case scenario? Yeah, and start every hypothesis with if, if X, and then then this will or won't happen. A hypothesis, just the easiest way to come up with a good hypothesis is if then. Mm-hmm. And watch yourself talk. Are you being critical towards yourself? Because excellence is, um, is a more of a healthy, nurturing approach, and perfectionism is not. It is not a healthy approach. It's more critical and demanding, and it's more black and white. 
it and there's no room for um you know Im- improvement and grace so maybe take some time to like self reflect absolutely 5 minutes 15 minutes whatever it may be out of the day mhm and um you know going back to time giving yourself a deadline so setting those time limits and parameters sure yeah yep take your take your time for work and then take your time for yourself exactly so start with those and if those aren't working then maybe seeing you know seeking professional help yeah yeah seeking some help or yeah some coaching absolutely and with that if you enjoyed this episode please share the show with a friend and if you guys have any questions do not hesitate to shoot us a dm or a message on facebook or instagram at mind and wellness podcast thanks for listening